What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast. On behalf of Baseline Times, we are here still in the offseason, fresh and early. Not a lot of news as when the NBA will return, but we're still here for you to entertain you in the offseason. As always here, I am your co-host Chevy, joined by Robbie, Gabe, and it's a special episode yet again. We have a first time here on the Shooter Pass podcast. Robbie, we'll start with you here in a minute, but Gabe, how are you doing? Are you okay there in South Florida? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, okay, everything's going okay over there? Because, I mean, I'm not really happy with South Florida, but you know, we, we can talk a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not claiming well. myself to be from Miami for the time being. That ain't got nothing to do with me, so... <laughs> Robbie, how about you? We, we know that, you know, there's a lot of things going on for yourself here. Uh, yeah, man. How, how's the West Coast? How's the I'm, West Coast? Is it treating you good? I'm coming to you live from a hotel room in Tucson, Arizona, my new oh, home. Yeah. Very nice. Um, Tucson is super cool so far. Um, looks like Arizona is going blue. They just legalized recreational marijuana. They are about to expunge mm-hmm. a bunch of records and you know other fun stuff is gonna be happening out here. They just mm-hmm. secured more funding for education. I'm like, damn, Arizona's wow. got it going on. Oh yeah, there you go. It's perfect timing. Uh, Robbie, it's the first time we. we had uh, this type of guest and it's, it's a female guest here and it's somebody oh, that you what? know quite well yeah mm-hmm. quite well and uh, go ahead and introduce her let's let's get her in the mix here guys i am so excited because i feel like it is time to balance things out up in here we need another female voice to keep these boys in check and yes. who better than a woman who is a reporter and a writer for fiba america ESPN's The Undefeated, ESPNW, and SB Nation, known out in the streets of Bristol, Connecticut, as G Money, making her podcasting debut right here on the Shooter Pass podcast. Grady Diaz, welcome to the show, girl. <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. How are you guys? Doing good. We're, I mean, what? what? That was. That was an incredible introduction. I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get Grady to bring me on with like when she goes to interview players. I can like walk in and be like, yo, Briley Beal, pause, pull out a scroll and, and introduce her before she interviews every player. Yeah, for real. That was nah. beautiful. Grady Gra- 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 and I go way back. Um, she was like my first friend when I got to Bristol, Connecticut. I didn't know a soul. We were we worked together, we were workout buddies. We would complain about work together. We would join <laughs> forces to harass one of our coworkers. Jay, shout out to Jay Camposano, wherever you are. I have no idea where you are, but um, yeah, I hope you're alive, man. <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. This is the Shooter Pass crew here. We are definitely happy to have you here and a lot of exciting things to talk about on this episode. We have, we're going to hit you with the NBA team soundtrack segment, of course. We're going to discuss all NBA teams, players that we want to be best friends with, so our top five. Uh, Gray, we're going to go ahead and try to get your all NBA team towards the bottom and also talk about our top five or starting five vacation destinations here. Uh, but Gray, go ahead and give yourself a little introduction. You know, obviously, Robbie beautifully introduced you, but tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, how favorite teams, where you're from, who you're repping. Cool. Uh, so my name is Grady Diaz. I'm a reporter writer for various platforms, including FIBA, as you all just said. And... I'm originally from outside of Boston, so you already know I rep the hometown teams, Celtics, Bruins, uh, Patriots, Red Sox, and, uh, you know, last living outside of D.C. for work. And, um, yeah, I'm super excited to be on. Thank you for having me. Another Boston fan for you guys. Robbie, did you watch football this weekend? Did you get a chance? No, I was I was busy moving, and I don't want to okay, talk wait. about it, Hold so on. let's just Hold skip on. over <laughs> that. <laughs> Tell us what happened. Let's just no. I don't. I don't want to know. Okay, I was on the plane. I can tell you what happened. I don't want to hear it. Okay, I don't want to hear it. All right. I don't want to hear it. Listen, Tom Brady almost lost to the freak to Daniel Jones of all people. Yes. Let's 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 go ahead and talk about basketball now. And I will go on record and say I'm not too I'm not too fond of of, of Sunday night either because the, the Saints clearly are, are something I'm nervous about. We always lose in prime time, but it is what it is. But I know you, you ladies obviously miss Tom Brady, so we just wanted to talk about him here for a quick minute. Um, welcome. You know, we're, we definitely want to go ahead and get into the show here, and you know, we appreciate everybody that's listening here. As always, you guys can find us at Baseline Times on Twitter, Instagram, 
You can find me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter, www.baselinetimes.com. And we'll let the ladies go first here. First, Grady, where can we find you at on the social media? Sure. You could find me on, I have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Grady Diaz. So G-R-E-Y-D-Y and then Diaz, D-I-A-Z. Robbie Gabe, where can the people find you guys at? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on Twitter and the gram. Gabe XL, both platforms. Yeah. Grady, we know that you've interviewed a lot of NBA and WNBA players. What was your favorite interviewing experience? Who was your favorite player to interview? That's a good question. So I've actually had many opportunities um, with covering the Wizards to interview Bradley Beal, and he's one of my favorite people to sit down with. I feel like he is always super thoughtful. He's incredibly smart, and he just always gives the best answers. You know, I tend to ask him, right? I like to ask him things, you know, away from the game, whether it's about family, his kids, you know, religion, which is big for him. And he just is always so great in his responses and um yeah he's just easily one of my favorite people to interview in the WNBA NBA across all leagues honestly all right so everybody any shit talking that you have in your notes about Bradley Beal delete it now we cannot (laughs) (laughs) what's something that (laughs) what's something a player shared with you that you found to be completely surprising that kind of blew you away That's a good question. So actually this summer, I got a chance to do an interview with Leandro Barbosa, who was on the 2015 NBA championship team with the Golden State Warriors. And he actually told me, he's actually in Brazil right now and he retired, but he told me that this summer his wife gave birth to um, a daughter and like while she had coronavirus, they both had coronavirus. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And like, I just, you know, you go into an interview and you never know what people are going to tell you when you ask them questions. You know, I I think I asked him, how are you doing? How has your summer been? And he, boom, he kind of just led with that. And I was like, oh my gosh. And this was back in August. So this was months ago. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is kind of crazy, you know, but that was probably one of the most shocking or shocking things that I've, that I've heard somebody just open up and tell me. I hope they're, they're doing okay. Mom and baby. They are. They are. And I know you've covered like a bunch of topics in basketball or in sports overall. What What is a topic that you've covered that you feel should be getting more attention? Ooh, you know, I would say women's basketball in general. I know that from what I've seen, it only takes about, it takes up like 4% of like all media coverage. And I just feel like, especially these women who play in the WNBA, the, Let me start with the WNBA is easily the hardest league to play in because every year you have women come from, for instance, college and they could be top players in college and not even make it on a WNBA final roster, which is which is crazy. And there's no there's no development league like you have in in MLB, like you have in NHL, like you have in the NBA. So these women are just, you know, you kind of have to look overseas and that's kind of crazy that you can be a top basketball player and not make it in your country's professional league like that to me is wild and you know on top of all of that and how how great these women are at the game they're incredible people outside of outside of basketball and they have so many incredible stories and I've gotten to cover you know players who have their own businesses you know in the off season or you know and I they're just multifaceted people and I feel like if we can cover them like we cover NBA players and what they're doing off the court and all their ventures and their families and their books and everything that they're up to I think we can do that for the WNBA yeah that sounds awesome I I always love hearing about everything all these ventures that that the WNBA players are getting into and stuff and really pumped to hear about your all WNBA team coming up later so can I quick I'm sorry can I, I can I name my all WNBA team as well? Ah, uh, we'll think about it. I'm kidding. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll take both both lineups, and then we can vote to see which ones is is better, which will probably be Grady's. 
So, Grady, uh, let me ask you here. Obviously, you had the opportunity to go to Chicago for the All-Star Weekend. Yes. Uh, what about, just talk about the experience and, like, uh, especially, you know, with Kobe uh, passing maybe, you know, weeks before. Also, you know, the, this was, like, pre-pandemic, right? So, weeks before the country decides to shut down or maybe a month and a half or so, right? Like, what was that experience like? And also, was that your first time in Chicago? Like, how do you like Chicago? Ooh, so it was my first time in Chicago. And what's interesting is that you know, just being a, a, a basketball head, I always told myself I want to, in my lifetime, have the chance to go watch the Bulls play. One of my life dreams. And then I get the opportunity to go to the All-Star Weekend, which is like a hundred times better than that. So I was just, for me, it was my first time in Chicago. I have all access. I'm at all the parties. I'm like doing everything that I could ever, that was, it just, anything that I could ever dream of, I was doing. And I was just like, I had to pinch myself a few times and be like, I'm really here. And you know what, I'm yeah. not even big time yet and I'm still here, which is really <laughs> cool. And like, you know, obviously like, you know, many people have helped me along the way, have helped open doors, but All-Star Weekend was one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. You know, just being at, you know, the celebrity basketball game, the All-Star game, having the floor access and just being able to talk to the players and not only talk to the players, you know, on the court, but to see them in a club environment and just have a cool conversation, you know? And for me, that was just, it was everything. And, you know, I was also there with friends who are in the media and who are not in the media. So it was really cool. And my favorite part had to be Dwayne Wade's um, stage party. Like I had ne have never been in a party with that many like celebrities or players in general all at once and everybody was just like acting very regular and i was like what is going on <laughs> like no like nobody's acting crazy everybody's just acting like regular people like like a regular party so for me i was just like wow that's crazy yeah so it was just crazy like you know if i look one way there's jason tatum if i look the other way there's Dwayne wade and every like nobody's going up to anybody like it was just everybody played it cool so like i was like this is such a great vibe so i mean just in general the whole weekend was awesome and um you know i got a few goodies while i was there jordan brand hooked me up with with a nice little package so i was just like i was like on a high flexing over here so listen <laughs> next time you go to a big nba event we'll bring you back on the pod and you gotta spill some tea girl come on <laughs> i think it's a good proposal <laughs> You can't have as long as you don't get fired from any of any of your jobs, we promise. You know, but you know, you, you can share some tea with us. You know, you can come. You know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just scorched her. <laughs> She's like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I found it really interesting that uh, she also had an opportunity to sit down and speak with uh, Mr. Duncan Robinson. That's actually a pretty Ooh. cool, cool yep. uh, little interview there. That, that is, it's live on your Instagram, by the way, guys. Yeah. Again, you can follow her at Grady underscore Diaz on the gram. But yeah, that, that's that. He's been a popular guy on our podcast over the last couple months here. He's a good dude. You know, he's actually somebody. I kind of call a friend and uh, we actually have a bunch of mutual friends. He went to boarding school. I went to boarding school. So we, we, mm -hmm. we kind of, we have That's right. He's many area, people yeah. like, yeah, the same circle. And, um, you know, one of my, one of my close friends is his neighbor. So it's just, it's a small world at the end of the day, but he's a really good dude. And I'm really happy for him and all of his success. Yeah, Mr. Duncan, Mr. Duncan Robinson, Robbie. That's that's, that's my Lord and right Savior there. when it's convenient <laughs> for me to call him my Lord and Savior. So basically, <laughs> when he's not playing defense. <laughs> NBA team soundtrack. All right, we are back yet again with another round of the NBA soundtracks. This week, if you are a fan of the Washington Wizards, the Boston Celtics, and the Miami Heat, we have a special song to represent their season. We'll start here first with the Wizards and Miss Diaz. We'll, we'll let you go first. Uh, what song do you have for the Washington Wizards? So I'm really into like old school hip hop, and you're gonna be able to tell that mm. from oh. from all my selection. Listen, I'm an old soul, and I've always been, and I just I don't know, I gravitate towards like older things, like older music. So my like song for the Wizards is. Uh, the 1998 classic by DMX Slippin'. And oh. I really, yeah, so I really feel for DC fans. It's not easy being a Wizards fan in general. They've got to turn a corner eventually, right? You know, they just, they, they bat they've really battled with injuries these past years and just not having a ton of depth. Hopefully John Wall's come back. 
can help them turn that corner. I know Wall is in Miami right now training with a bunch of NBA dudes. So it'll be really good to see him back with the team. It's crazy to think that he's been out since December 2018 when he ruptured his Achilles tendon. So I just feel like, you know, that song by DMX, like they're slipping, they're falling, they can't get up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on guys, I need you guys to get up already. I love that song choice. Grady, you killing it. You came to slay. Taking you back to middle school. Okay. <laughs> I'm also going old school, but I'm taking it in a different direction. I'm going with the greatest rock band to ever step foot on this earth, the Rolling Stones. This could be the last time. And I picked this song because I feel like it could potentially be the last time we see this Wizards core as we know it. When you look up NBA trading rumors on social media or like on the internet, Bradley Beal's name is usually in there somewhere. I've seen Bradley Beal uh, going to the Lakers, the Warriors, the Nets, the Nuggets, the Bucks. I mean, Beal himself came out on JJ Reddick's podcast last week, Old Man and the Three, explaining that the reason why he signed a one plus one year extension with the team is because he wanted to create some flexibility for himself to get out in case the Wizards aren't winning. So when you look at these lyrics and it says, well, I told you once and I told you twice, but you never listened to my advice. You don't try very hard to please me with what you know. It should be easy. I'm thinking that's Bradley Beal saying, listen, Wizards, you're on the clock. You guys don't turn it around. I'm bouncing. All right. So for Washington, I got um, a song from Rocky Four called No Easy Way Out by Robert Tepper. It's pretty much just says there's no easy way out. There's no shortcuts home. Um, pretty much that you got all these bad contracts and, you know, John Wall specifically. And you really can't trade anybody because their pieces are garbage. So there's no easy way out. You just got to stick with it and, and get through it. So, yeah, Robert Tepper, no easy way out. Check out Rocky Four, baby. All right, that's what's up. Well, I like to associate the D.C. area with Wale. I'm not too much of a Wale fan, but I got to say there's only one. And this is more or less the song title. It's bad. Um, wow. <laughs> it just, it's just been really bad. And I, and I love, uh, and you know, Gabe, you know, I'm a John Wall guy for last, you know, for his for career, you know, his career. I'm a John Wall guy. I like, I like yep. John Wall ever since Kentucky, but yep. it's just been really bad. It's the only way to explain it. Their window just cl- closed on them to be a contender in the Eastern Conference. Uh, we, we're now trying to see if they will be contending for the eight seed with the Orlando Magic next season, right? So <laughs> things have kind of turned to the bad. Uh, that means if things are bad, they can only get better. And uh, that's just the hope so far for the Washington Wizards. I, I you know, I want to see my guy John Wall do some things. I like Bradley Beal, went to, he's a Gator, so I'm a uh, shout out to, you know, University of Florida. So I, a lot of correlation, you know, a lot of relation that, uh, that I have to those two guys, but I want to see them win. But yeah, it's been really bad in, in DC there lately. Uh, but yeah, shout out to John Wall, Bradley Beal. Uh, moving on down the list here, we have the Celtics next here. And uh, Grady, we'll let you go first again. Since you're a Boston girl, tell us what you got for the Celtics. You already know. So my first song is a 2001 classic by Jada Kiss. We're going to make it. And I feel Ooh. like... With the- okay, you guys hear me hear me out. Well, so I feel like... Optimism. I love so I this. I feel like... I feel like there is still hope. The Celtics might not win another banner until they land another star or shake things up. I just feel like there's a lot of promise. And in Danny Ainge, we trust. I'm not okay with the Lakers and Celtics having the same amount of banners with 17. So I need them. You know, I I feel like they're so talented. And I just see so much promise when I think of, you know, that team and the Celtics. And I'm trying to see them get banner 18 already. I'm ready. Well, I'm going down the uh, pessimistic route here, and my song choice is Circles by Post Malone. And, you know, I I chose this song because I feel like the Boston Celtics have been going in circles a bit. Uh, You know, like Grady said, this team is very talented and full of promise and should be right up there with the Bucks to come out of the East, or they should have this season. And, and when they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, everyone thought this team would be the one to pose more of a challenge to the Lakers in the Finals. Uh, but, you know, they continuously come up short in the playoffs. It came up short again in the Eastern Conference Finals. And it feels like, you know, aside from Grady, most <laughs> of the Celtics fans that I've talked to are starting to get a little impatient. They're feeling a little disillusioned, uh, you know. 
you, you, you look at the lyrics and it says, Seasons change and our love went cold. Feed the flame because we can't let go. Run away, but we're running in circles. I got a feeling that it's time to let go. And I feel like in this context, these lyrics are a cry from Celtics fans. Like, hey, we're going in circles here. Maybe it's time to let go of a certain contract for a man uh, named Gordon Hayward, perhaps? Alright, so I'm going to go with Europe, the final countdown, because these boys, they got to get it done. I mean, they were supposed to uh, leave the East. Either them or Milwaukee, and guess who left the East? It was the Miami Heat, baby. So Danny Ainge, <laughs> put your ducks in a row, baby, because <laughs> you, had all those, you had all those draft picks, you know, you know they, they've, they've become well-rounded players, but you guys should be doing a lot better than what you are. So yeah, the final countdown by Europe. Is that the one that goes, it's the final countdown? That's the one. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to roll with Deja Vu by J. Cole. Uh, just to... The Celtics always find themselves in the Eastern Conference Finals and just just can't get to the next level. Uh, and that's... I think it's a great pick, Grady, that you picked an optimistic song choice there because that's that's really what's happening here for the Celtics uh I think they're just such a great young team uh but they're just seeing the same pretty much the same results every year uh and you know <laughs> looking at a little bit of uh the J. Cole lyrics uh here you know it, it, the chorus ends you know uh, I got bigger dreams and I feel like yeah the Celtics absolutely have bigger dreams and that's to get into the finals and be able to win an NBA championship so uh, you know, you gotta just put two fingers in the sky and basically just make some buckets. But uh, I think at the same time here, the Boston Celtics, you know, they should also stop flopping. They flop a lot. Grady, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta Mark admit smart. it. Looking at you, Mark baby. Is smart. Kemba, Kemba yeah. was doing it too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and the last but not least, we have the Eastern Conference champions of 2020 season. The Heat. Right, I feel like we should just let them go for it, right? Right? What do you guys got, Heat Face? What do you got, Heat Nation? I'll take it. So, the song, <clears throat> the song that I'm using for these guys is Shaq. Uh, yeah, Shaq. What? <laughs> called I Know I Got Skills. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Yeah, it's super old school. So, yeah, it just says, you know, I know I got skills. We are a very skillful team. Pat Riley got these ensemble of players that are either undrafted or he's traded for them, and he's made them into a real perennial contender. So, you know, you got Duncan Robinson, as we mentioned in the podcast um, earlier. Um, Tyler Hero, he drafted. Um, Jimmy Butler, we traded for. Bam out of bio, we discovered as well. So, you know, we know we got skills, baby, and, you know, that's, that's who we are. It's our identity. We are the heat. We are the shit. I went with a song that I've broken my back to at many middle school dances back in the city that I'm not claiming as my hometown Ooh. at the moment, Miami. Uh, I'm going with Take It to the House, Trick Daddy, calling my peoples all across the world. This song goes out to all the boys and girls. Uh-huh, you uh-huh. want them thugs? You want them thugs to come and turn your party out? Better take it to the house. So you know, uh-huh. by thugs they mean uh-huh. the them goons from Day County. Okay. Then you know, there's lyrics that say, "More punch than your bowl of juice, and ain't nobody more jiggier than us." Stuff so rough it causes head rush. Like what? You know, they're talking about the heat culture there, the grit, the unwavering confidence that this team unabashedly displays against all odds. And then, of course, you know, Trina's amazing lyrics over here, the incredible lyricist. We gonna lock it and do our thing, because my dream team taking all the rings. They may not have won it all this year, but we all know (laughs) that the Heat are expected to be in contention for years to come, especially after we sign Giannis next offseason. And then, you know, they say, fuck fame, we out to get paid. Born and raised in the county of Dade. I mean, listen, how many people had this Heat team making it to the finals when this season first started? Nobody. Nobody. Shout out to Keith Sweat. We did, Robbie. Yeah, we, we did. sure did. Yeah, we yeah. did. We did. We did. Well, you know, you, you know, we'll you were rooting for LeBron, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, you said they were going to win the East, but 
But I will go with Push It to the Limit or Push It by Rick Ross, technically. If you Ooh. Want to call it. And I think that this, this is a good song that represents how the grit and the grind of the Miami Heat. They, they pushed every team to their limit and they didn't let off of Giannis and let him come back and, you know, win that series. What? They went basically in every series, they went 4-1 and one in the Eastern Conference. Then they get to the finals and they pushed that to six games when a lot of us, including myself, took the Lakers in five games. So I think they pushed teams to the limit. They pushed the Lakers as much as they could have, even with the injuries. And the setup for Giannis and maybe a better future is slowly on the rise here for Miami. Chevy, can you do the Rick Ross thing? (laughs) Shout out to Rick Ross. Yeah, that's... That's a, that's that's a classic right there, man. That or I was that between that and hustling, actually. You know, I think hustling was just so cliche. I didn't hustling, really want to roll with hustling. it. But you know, mm-hmm. pushes to the limit was just those are the two Rick Ross songs there. That's just so motivational. Did y'all hear the uh, Jack Harlow song, Tyler Hero? Yes, you know, whole thing about Tyler Hero. That's it's like my backup her. song. It's a good song. I love it. I, I love it. Pretty pretty good good song. Song. Yeah. And the video too. Yeah. Yeah. The video was dope. I, I agree. Good things coming out of Miami. Congratulations, Robbie and Gabe. You guys got yourself a nice little culture out there. Yes, indeedy. So I knew that I knew, you know, I knew you guys were gonna come with the uh, with Rick Ross, Trick Daddy. I already knew I already knew your game. So I was just like, let me I gotta be creative about this. What can I do? So I hit up my friend Duncan Robinson on Sunday and I said, Listen, I'm about to be on this podcast. What were you guys listening to this season? What pumped you up? So he told me that they would play a lot of Pop Smoke during the season. So rest in peace to Pop Smoke. He also said that they played a lot of 50 Cent because of Udonis, which I'm sure is because he's the OG. He's the ultimate vet. Mm-hmm. He's been around forever. Um, so a song that features 50 Cent that I thought kind of reminded me of, you know, the Miami Heat's five was Hate It or Love It, which is on the documentary album. Uh-huh. And... Yes. Uh, yeah so the underdogs on top yeah so you know i feel like a lot of you know a lot of the media kept saying you know miami heat they're the underdogs they're the underdogs and you know despite jimmy butler being like nah we're not so i just felt like that that song just i felt like it kind of represents the whole you know just their journey of i thought miami miami to me was they were the underdogs the whole time and um, but you know they had an incredible season, so that's my song choice. So no Trick Daddy, no Rick Ross, mm. but love those Don't guys. But I'm gonna go with this song. Well, it's really good because you got like pretty much like player insight. So I she think it's all of us here. Yeah. Shoot or pass, all NBA teams. All right, we are bringing back all NBA teams yet again for this episode. This time, the category is players you want to be BFFs with. Basically, we will choose five NBA players currently we'd love to be best friends with and explain why here. Um, Brady, you go first. You are the honorary guest. You have experience dealing with interviewing NBA players. Who would you like to be best friends with? And Bradley Beal on your list? He's actually not on my list. So question about this. Am I am I listing all five and at mm-hmm. one time? Yeah, just list them and explain yeah. why real quick at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So my first um, person that I would love to be BFFs with is, of course, I had to pick a Boston Celtics player, Jalen Brown. For me, I feel like he's incredibly cerebral, thoughtful, intelligent. Everyone needs or should have that friend that you can have deep conversations with about anything. And it looks like he doesn't always take himself too seriously. And this this summer, I remember he posted um, a a funny TikTok challenge dance. Um, I believe it was to Chris Brown's Go Crazy song. And it was just funny. It was just a different side of him that we don't normally see. Um, and you know, of course, he uses his platform to change, so that's super dope to me. John Wall is my second person. Um, he's that friend that doesn't give a damn. Just a few <laughs> weeks ago, did you not see him playing Spades on national TV, yeah, like in an interview? I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And you know, it's interesting because I heard that he's actually a really good Spades player, so he can also teach me how to play. Um, as as much as you know, he he marches to the beat of his own drum. I've seen a side of John Wall 
that I don't think many people pay attention to or even see. He's got a big heart and during my time in DC and covering the team, I saw him put on so many community events and help people off camera and without recognition. And uh, you know, he can hit a Dougie. So I love to see, I love to see him. You kind of, he kind of gives you a little bit of everything. And um, my third person is Carl Anthony Towns. Firstly, rest in peace to his mom, Jacqueline, who passed in April after her battle with COVID-19. A few days ago, he, yeah, a few days ago, he released an interview where he talked about losing his mom and how he's coping. And, um, you know, from, it just seems like he's a good dude in general. He doesn't seem to be too over the top. Um, from what I've seen, he appears to be very grounded, and that's probably because he was raised by a Dominican mom. So shout out to shout out to her. And um, I know that he likes his arroz con pollo and plátano, which you know, for people who don't speak Spanish, rice, chicken, and plantain. So I need I I always listen. I need my friend who can pull up to a Dominican spot with me, whether it's the bodega or a, a spot in Harlem, <laughs> to get some food. And I feel like he'd be the perfect he'd be the perfect person. And my fourth person is LeBron James. Do you see how successful his friends are? I feel like he's the type of dude who wants to see everybody eat, and I love that. There's room for everyone to win. I like that. Um, I feel like there's no better friend than LeBron James. Do you see what Maverick Carter is up to? Or even where Rich Paul has taken clutch sports? Um, he's and, worth you know, $100 honestly, million. Dollars. Dude, like, there's no better friend than him. And, like, this man moves the NBA. We, I don't know. The season's going to start whenever LeBron says, okay? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I want to be with heavy hitters. I, like, you got to have a, a heavy hitter friend, and he's that one. And um, my fifth person is Russell Westbrook. While I don't know if he shops for himself or he uses a stylist <laughs> or both, I think he could be cool. <laughs> he could be that cool friend that will get me out of the house to shop because I'm more of an online shopper. Um but I really enjoy peeping what he's pulling up to games and I do find his style to be, you know, top three in the league, maybe top one, I don't know. But, um, and he, you know, he could be my stylist if he wants to. And on top of that, you know, he has a 10 year, he's on a 10 year extension deal with um, Jordan Brand through the 2025, 20, 2026 20, season. So he could also be my sneaker plug. Are you kidding me? Mm, okay. <laughs> that works, yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good five. There's a couple in there that we, we definitely agree on. Oh, I already know you're all NBA players you want to yeah. be like, BFS Obviously. with. LeBron, 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 LeBron. And rounding out the five, LeBron. Ramon, I'll be taken care of very well then if that's, that's the way it's going to be. I, I also went in with the mentality that, you know, what, you know, I may be using some of these players for personal gain, financial <laughs> gain. Um, but let me let me start off with someone that I'm not gonna use at all, other than just a friendship, because he is just the nicest human being on the planet. Boban, how can you not want to be friends with Boban? Aww. Not a single NBA player has anything bad to say about him. He's friendly. He's funny. He's witty. And if you're questioning this pick. Go watch his interview with Inside the NBA crew from August on YouTube right now. You rang! Uh, up next, I got Jimmy Butler. And I'm picking Jimmy Butler because he is the level of petty I aspire to be. A level of petty that is backed up with great performances, unlike uh, Patrick Beverly. I, I just love how thoughtful he is with his teammates. Uh, you know, you think about the time that he strolled into practice wearing Tyler Hero's high school jersey after Tyler Hero had that big night. Um, you know, he just puts a lot of thought into things and he's very um, business oriented. He started Big Face Coffee. He's got a great bromance with, with Goran Dragic and, you know, I love him. Uh, next, I got Steph Curry, mainly because I know his wife is a chef and she can throw down in the kitchen, so I know I would be eating good. And because I really want to be best friends with Riley Curry. I love Riley Curry, she's a bomb. Um, I got Blake Griffin. I'm very intrigued by his post-NBA career goals of being a stand-up comedian. Um, he's friends with Will Ferrell, and he's friends with the creator of The Chappelle Show, Neil Brennan, so, you know, he might hit it big and I could be going on tour with him and I bet it would be a lot of fun. And my last, the last NBA player that I want to be best friends with is James Harden. And 
this is mainly because you know i'm hoping that considering that he drops a million dollars at strip clubs maybe (laughs) just maybe i can get him to pay my school loans off (laughs) (laughs) all right so i'm gonna go with my guy Rashid Wallace yeah he is everybody's crazy uncle at a barbecue you know he got got stories for days he's super real 100% genuine you know and he loves coaching the game of basketball he loves playing the game of basketball Rashid is he's been one of my favorite players since I don't know when but I love that guy I wish he could just give me life advice on how to be as cool as he is without the patch in the back of his head Roscoe I love you um (laughs) My next guy is Allen Iverson. You know, he is one of the main guys who ushered in the uh, baggy shirts and pants <laughs> era. You know, do-rags and the bandanas and all that stuff. You know, he was always himself. He didn't do anything to please anyone else. He was always himself, you know. And that's, I guess, I want to say that's in me in a way because I don't follow the crowd. I hate Apple products and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Allen Iverson be yourself. Um, <laughs> Steven Jackson if I need somebody to go to war with I'm grabbing him dude is he will have your back no matter what we all witnessed that at the uh, palace <laughs> at the brawl of uh, Auburn Hills yeah. oh. Pest, yeah. Steven said no 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 not my boy he went up there and defended him so if I'm going to war Steven Jackson you coming with me baby uh, <laughs> this next guy is kind of out of left field but uh, Paige Stojakovic um you know, I, I just love his stroke. Okay, wow. Pause. Oh, All right, so oh, no, 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 but uh, no, nah, I mean, Pedro, he just seems like a cool type of guy to have a conversation with, you know, and have a beer with. Um, and lastly is my boy. Oh, he's not my boy. But uh, I'm going to go with Ron Artest. Okay. Ooh. So Ron Artest, he has a, a few screws loose in his head, as we can all tell. But I feel like... you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I'm going to say that, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we can have a really deep conversation for, like, days at a time. I feel like Ron Artest is the type of guy you could tell anything to, and he would always have an answer for you. So, you know, that's that's my starting five. Rasheed Wallace, Ron Artest, Allen Iverson, Steven Jackson, and Pedro Stoyakovich. So no current players. <laughs> that's like a all, you know, like, I'm old school, man. I'm like, old school. Yeah, you're old. Like it's, I'm not old. Wow. I'm old school, you know? No, you that's old. Like a, dude, I was like 12 years old, and those guys are like in their prime. <laughs> Wait, time out, time out. I have a question. Um... Doesn't he go by Meta, Meta World Peace now? Well, yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he, I don't know if he would respond. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. But you know, I know him as Ron Artest. You know, Meta World Peace. I don't know what the hell that was, but he'll always be Ron Artest <laughs> to me. You know, true okay. warrior, true warrior. Oh my God! All right, so for rounding out my top five here, who I would prefer to be best friends with, I, first I'm gonna go with uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, I, what I've seen from his Instagram, his Twitter posts, he's just, uh, he's a very funny guy. He just likes to be a clown. I have one of my good friends like that. So we always, I've always got along with people who like to be funny on, on social media and record things. Um, next is Damian Lillard. I actually, you know, having a little bit of a music production background, just being with Dame and just, just shooting the shit with them and then just be, you know, letting him spit some bars and, you know, be in the background behind the scenes with him. That'd be a pretty cool experience. So, you know, and shout out to Dame that he, and he likes, you know, he would like to win in Portland. So I think that's something that, you know, if I were to be that big and that serious in the city, I kind of, I, I might not go the route that my favorite player went. Uh, the next is LeBron James. Grady went over that and summarized that perfectly. I don't know how much to add to that. Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid is that one friend that likes to troll you <laughs> and you just can't wait to troll them back. Uh, Gabe knows what I'm talking about. Like our fantasy football group, our fantasy basketball group is mm-hmm. very much like this. And we love each other. You know, we're all we're all great. You know, we're all good friends. But when it's fantasy season, we're like the heaviest shit talkers and we just can't <laughs> wait to be, beat each other's ass. So like, I feel like Joel Embiid would be like that one friend that trolls you, but you can troll him back. So that's kind of like how me and my friends have it set up right now. Uh, and last but not least is Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy 
like you said, Robbie, he is an inspiration for Team Petty. And I think that's a really nice uh, character that he has uh, in order to, and he's very humble with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, he's, he's on where the jerseys, not just for his current teammates, but Eric Spolstra as well. Um, I think that he represents hard work. Uh, you know, when it's time, I want somebody when it's time for business, let's get down to business, let's get shit done. Right. Uh, I think Jimmy is a little bit of both. He knows when it's appropriate to have a little bit of fun, uh, just, you know, honor hard work and hustle, but on the flip side, Let's go ahead, you know, get some, get the job done there. So that's those, those are pretty much that's my top five. Nice. I'm surprised you didn't name LeBron first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, know. I was just He's trying to mix like it up that. with the two guys that weren't mentioned, and you know, Gabe took us back about 20 years ago. So. <laughs> uh, here we go. 15 years ago. All right, and as always, we have a special segment for our guests, and. On this episode here, as mentioned, we'll have Grady talk about her all WNBA team. And Grady, you know, we, we understand that you were very passionate um, about the WNBA coverage here. Tell us, who, who do you have on the list there? Okay, so my first person is Arike Ogunbowale. Um, if I could describe Arike's game in one word, it would be elite. Um, she just played in her second season. Um, as a WNBA player, she's the all-time leading scorer at Notre Dame. She passed Skylar Diggins. Um, in her first year in the WNBA, she had multiple games where she scored 35 points or more. Uh, she averaged 19 points per game as a rookie, and I'm like, what? Like that's those are those are crazy numbers. Um, this past season, Arike led the league in scoring with 22 point eight points per game it's kind of crazy to think that she's only played in two WNBA seasons and she's just getting started my second person is Natasha Cloud although she sat out this season she's had a big year um but let's rewind her rewind to her helping the Mystics win a WNBA championship last year she's vocal in her communities she's been a part of um especially bringing awareness to racial and social uh issues and injustices this year she really dedicated a lot of her time resources and followed up with with real action um she's been at the forefront of just about every talk that has had to do with social and um with social injustices and um she opted to not play this season to continue to bring awareness to causes which i believe is so brave and so help and so selfless especially as she wasn't getting paid to opt out um and uh you know, she also signed a shoe deal with Converse in April, which is really big. And according to, to Converse, um, they didn't sign um, Natasha because of her abilities on the court. They they saw her as a as an activist, and um, I feel like that's super important. And what what made it even sweeter is that you know, with her deciding to opt out and not play this season, um, Converse decided to to actually pay her salary, which is so incredible. And um, you know, it just because you know, as you know, WNBA players they don't get paid nearly as much as these NBA players. So that was huge. That was huge. Um, Candace Parker, of course, she's meant so much to the game. Um, she'll be a Hall of Famer someday, without a doubt. Anybody who has kept up with Candace has had a front seat to you know her greatness and evolution. She's a two-time NCAA champ, WNBA champ, three-time Olympic gold medalist, two-time WNBA MVP, five-time WNBA All Star. <laughs> five-time Russian league champ and more so the lit her list is huge um so we've seen her come back from many injuries from high school to her time in the WNBA we've seen her come back after giving birth to her daughter it's been really cool to see her be a pro and a mom off the court you know she's a studio analyst and she um she and her daughter recently became part owners of Angel City FC which is LA's newest women's pro soccer team which is set to start play in 2022. So how dope is that, that she was just like, you know what, let me have my daughter be a part owner too. Like that is just like, I would have never thought of that. Like that is so amazing. Um, Brianna Stewart, you can't like, we can't talk about greatness without having Brianna Stewart on 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 that list. Oof, and she's, she's just, killing Stewie, it. Stewie is mm-hmm. a special player. Um, off the court, she's super cool too. Um, I actually had the chance to chat with her last summer in LA. And she was just super chill. And she's one of those people that has, again, one of those super impressive basketball resumes that is mind blowing. You know, two time WNBA championship, three time Olympic um, gold medalist, two time WNBA finals MVP, uh, two time WNBA all star. She's a 
four-time NCAA champion. Yeah. And and there's just so many, like, her list goes on literally forever. And it's crazy to think that she's done all this and she's only 26. So there's so much more that she has left in the tank. So I'm super excited to, to you know, just to kind of see her keep climbing and keep tapping into those different levels of, of greatness. And last but not least, I have to put Diana Taurasi in there. Sometimes I can't believe she's still goat. on my team. I know. She's, a goat. Yeah. Goat. Um, she's, a goat, she's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. I've been fascinated by Diana ever since her UConn games or her, her UConn days. Um, I actually went to one of her practices when I was nine or 10 years old at UConn. And I always ask dudes, who are their favorite WNBA players? And almost always, every dude will be like Diana Taurasi, hands down. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool to me. Um, she plays with swag or confidence, and it, that, that's really unmatched. And that's something that I think we all love about her. And she's 38, and I don't know my, how much time she has left in the WNBA, but we've really been lucky to have the opportunity to witness her her greatness and appreciate her. So. You know, she's just one of those players that she, you'll never forget. You asked me to put a number six, it's Sue Bird. Sue Bird is in, like, her career also is just like unreal. And everything that she stands for is just so beautiful to me. So I, I love Sue Bird. Gabe has Sue Bird on, on his all-time WNBA list, so I'm good. <laughs> okay. I don't, but um, she should be. <laughs> Um, I'll make mine quick. I'll keep it simple. So I got Sabrina Ionescu. She was a rookie. She obviously got hurt early in the season. But she's like a future Luka Doncic, I believe. That's what I'm basing my assessment on. She can do everything in the court. So I got her. I got Courtney Vandersloot. She's the assist guy. Um, she touched on Arike Ogumbawale. I call her dynamic sport. Um, Asia Wilson. Dominic Forrest. Want to build and be his favorite girls. Uh, of course, Brianna Stewart, the MVP. And I'm going to throw a six man in there or a six woman in there. Uh, Derricka Hamby also want to build and be uh, favorites. All right, Gabe. That's, that's pretty dope, man. That, that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I played, was a, uh... I played a WNBA fantasy, so I know about some of these. <laughs> oh, you play okay. fantasy for literally every sport, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah every sport. So, you know, you got to kind of learn the rosters and see who's playing and who's doing what. So, yeah. Hey, I mean, so it's still some sort of interest, but that's, that's a good list, Gabe. Starting five. All right, to wrap up this episode here, we are going to announce our starting five. And the category this episode will be vacation destinations. That's right. It is the NBA offseason, and usually players take vacations. But in a COVID world, we in a short turnaround time for the NBA season, we can assume that probably wouldn't happen now. But we'll talk about them for you guys here today. Grady, as always, you are our guest of honor here. Uh, name your top five vacation destinations, and it's whether you've been to them or not. Um, so before I tell you what's on my list, have any of you ever been to Tulum? Or am I the only one that hasn't been there? It seems like everybody no, has been there during yes. the pandemic. I feel it. Facts, facts. I, I feel that. So no way. for me. Yeah. That's a no. I haven't been there either. I low-key have been tempted to pull up, but it's not on my list. I just yeah. wanted to ask. Um, so first <laughs> no, on my list question. has to be Dominican Republic. Um, I don't care. I've been all around the world, and I want to let everyone know there are there are no beaches like those in the Caribbean, period. Yes, nice. the beaches are pretty in Italy, Greece, whatever. But, um, I mean, there's nothing that compares to the Caribbean waters, the clear, blue, white sand, all of that. And I, I love it. So, um, you know, there's always good food, good people, good music, good vibes. Um, and I grew up going there every summer. So that's um, definitely one of my top spots. Uh, Capri, Italy is my second. I've actually been there and it's a small island. It's, and it's just gorgeous. If you have the chance, just go. Um, Barcelona is another top spot of mine. I actually lived there for four months in college. It's super dreamy. It has everything in one city, beach, city, mountains, parks. Um, it's like, it's the ideal city in my in my opinion. Um, Greece is super dope. I've been there a few times, specifically Mykonos and Santorini. Um, and it's just, it's a cool spot. Like food is all right, but I mean, the views are impeccable. And then my fifth would probably be Tahiti. Never been there. 
I, I know the flight is really long, but um, it just looks gorgeous. I mean, at least all the pictures I've ever seen. Have any of you ever been there? Mm-mm. Not at all. Nope. Okay. So let me just start this off by saying I want to go everywhere. Everywhere is a vacation destination for me, minus like maybe like war zones. But, um, (laughs) and maybe China. I don't know if I really want to go to China. But, anyways, um, uh, my first spot on the list, I actually picked cities, but again, I want to go everywhere. So, the first city that I threw on here is a city that I was actually supposed to visit this year, but because of COVID, we had to cancel our trip. Hopefully we get to go next year. I don't know how the hell we're gonna pull that off from Tucson, but the city is Lagos in Portugal, home to the Algarve Caves. There's some really cool caves and beaches. It's a fun place to party. Apparently there's really good food. And based on our expenses thus far that we've paid for this trip that we've had to push back, Portugal's pretty cheap. So you wouldn't be breaking the bank out there. Um, Up next I have Queenstown, New Zealand. Um, Just if you look at pictures of this place, it's unreal. New Zealand is unreal. Uh, New Zealand is also COVID free. (laughs) So um, they managed to just completely eradicate covid out there great for them um queenstown specifically is filled with like these beautiful mountains and gorges um i know that it'd be a long ass flight so i don't know i might have to like sedate myself or some shit like pack on a bunch of xanox but anyways um up next i have palawan island in the philippines um Every time I see pictures of this place on Instagram, I'm just like, oh my god, I want to go there right now. There's also a bunch of cool caves and beaches. Um, I have read that the Philippines is not really safe for Americans to travel to, so I'm I'm not going to throw that at the top of my list right now, but yeah. And up next, I have this the little town of Buñol in Spain. And the reason why is because this little town is home to the largest food fight in the world, La Tomatina. And I know it's weird, (laughs) but it's a big bucket list item for me. If you guys have never looked up La Tomatina, it's like like the world's largest tomato fight. They literally bring in trucks full of tomatoes that have been kind of, they're like softened. So, you know, obviously you're not hurting people when you throw tomatoes. And everybody dresses in white. And they throw tomatoes for an hour and then they come by and they power wash the streets and then you just power wash yourself off, get all the tomato off and then you go party. So that's definitely on my list. And then <clears throat> to round off my my fifth spot, Los Roques in Venezuela. Uh, it's an archipelago, you know, Grady touched on this. She said that the Caribbean sea beaches are, are the best and um, I can't go to Venezuela right now because I'll probably get kidnapped and killed, but hopefully one day I'll get to go. Damn. Okay, alright. So I'm going to keep my spot simple as always because I'm a basic type of guy. So um, <laughs> He's going list. to the stove, to the bathroom, to the living room, <laughs> to the closet, <laughs> downstairs to the basement. I'm done. <laughs> so we're going we go to keep it in the States, Vegas. Yeah, I've never been. I'm sorry. Shame on me, right? Uh, just a gamble, pretty much. Gamble and drink and have fun. Um, next up is Tokyo, Japan. Um, when I was in high school, I took Japanese and I passed it with flying colors. So I just want to go to Tokyo and, you know, just get into the atmosphere and see if it's really true that they sell everything in vending machines from porn to freaking cars what? to whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah, Japan's crazy. So I definitely want to go there when I get a chance. Um... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he's just going to be playing yeah, with the vending machines the entire time he's there. Uh, I mean, I know the language too. Ohio gozaimasu. Konnichiwa. Whatever. Uh, so, uh, I also want to go to Rome to see the Colosseum because it, I feel like in all these old school movies, you, you hear about the Colosseum and you see it on, on the movies and you just want to be in the atmosphere and see how it is. Um, what else do I have here? France and chill, I guess. You know, just to go there and just Get it on, you know. Just get it on. Love, <laughs> you know, so get your loving on. Um, and I put Tahiti in my. <laughs> that was my fifth one. Did okay. you just like steal that from Grady? Like two seconds no, ago. No, I, I, I have a list. You hear the paper? I have a list. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Tahiti. I hear it's great, and I just want to go. You know what? Let me, let me let's be real. I've never left the states. Damn it! So I got to get out of here one day. All right. You really should. Wow. I said it. There we go. Women of France, you have put on a you've been put on alert. 
<laughs> Gabe, Lois, here to fave and fade you. Hide your kids, hide your wife. You can have my kids. Yeah, <laughs> 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 All right, so the top four here that I have so far, this is one I actually have been, but my top four I haven't been yet. I will say that. Uh, the first is Barbados, as mentioned, anywhere Ooh. in the Caribbean. Uh, that's not just because of Rihanna, but, you know, uh, Barbados is going to be one of the places I definitely have to go see in the Caribbean. Um, Hawaii is the next uh, on my list here. Uh, I feel like that's, that's sort of cliche, but just growing up, uh, it, it, you know, I, I've always wanted to, to go to Hawaii, go to Hawaii and just, just see what it's about. Uh, but you continue to see beautiful pictures and hear good things about it. I have a buddy that's stationed out there in the army. So uh, I get feedback, good feedback about Hawaii. Uh, my, next on my list is Bora Bora. So, Ooh. you know, the little cliche pick. Um, just seeing the pictures from out there, the water, just something. Just It's like this distant getaway, man. Like, you're just kind of disconnected from everything. So, I wouldn't mind a week there. Uh, Spain in general. I think Spain, you know, really you mentioned Barcelona. You had the experience. It's such, you know, it's a beautiful country. And just being able to mm. see uh, different, uh, you know, architecture of it and the influence that it has on the rest of the world. So, the Spanish influence. And then my last would be Los Angeles. Um I personally have been to Los Angeles and one of the things is being from a city in Orlando where we're not considered, you know, big market as much as the other major cities like the Los Angeles. Uh, you really feel like the the star power there. Everything you just feel is like, wow, this is this is real. Um, you know, the mountains uh, rolling through and seeing the windmills like California is, is is really what California is presented as. Sometimes we see things on TVs and we see them in movies and think they're just fake but uh i got a real good experience in los angeles uh so shout out to my homies demo and chris thompson uh gave me a really good experience uh rooftop club one night the next day we were walking the strip with the stars on the floor i mean this is stuff you see on tv as a floridian i've never got to experience that so los angeles is a nice place to check out if you want to experience and feel like a celebrity you know what chef we got to go together because i've been dying to go to california to see them boys but my wife tripping. She don't want to fly. She don't want to drive. I'm like, man, you know, I gotta go. I gotta go with somebody else. Boys so trip. Let's go. Let's go in next year. You know, we got what about two more years in LeBron's contract. Let's go. Ugh, I'm not going for that, but yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go see the boys. I want to go see the boys. I'm going to turn on the news out here in Tucson and see y'all getting arrested outside of LeBron's house. <laughs> uh, no. Him getting arrested, not me. You go, you go by yourself. <laughs> That's a good friend right there, Chevy. All right, so we are at the end of the show here. Once again, this is the Shoot or Pass podcast with Miss Grady Diaz. How did you enjoy that, Grady? Tell us, did, you, did, did we do good? Did we treat you well on the show yeah, today? Yeah, you guys were great. Thank you so much for having me. No, thanks for thanks for joining on board here and experiencing what it's like here between us three. And once again, tell the people where to find you at, where to look out for you. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all social at Grady Diaz. My first name is spelled G-R-E-Y-D-Y and then Diaz, D-I-A-Z. Is there anything you want to tease like coming up here we should be on the lookout for? Um, no, just just keep it keep it locked on my on my social and you'll see what I have coming up. Boom, there it is. Robin Hood, <laughs> where we find you at? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on Twitter and Gram. Also, just you know, I don't post anything on Instagram, like the actual Instagram, but I post things on my stories. So check those out. Yeah, me, it's uh, Gabe XL on both platforms. I just have a question for Grady. Um, I yes. know you said you like old school music, and I'm not implying that you're as old as I am, but um, mm -hmm. how far back does that love for old school music go? 90s, Ooh. 80s, 70s? Um, probably like, I like a little bit of 80s, but probably more 90s um, and early 2000s. And I would say more so because my mom, growing up mm. like she would actually play like a lot of old school stuff like um i'm kind of i'm blanking on some of the names some of like the 80s tracks but um just in general like i'll give you an idea of some artists so she would play like dr dre <laughs> snoop dogg she played lauren hill so like i don't know i just i like older music 
Did she play Easy E? <laughs> um, I actually maybe she, maybe she didn't, but I know Easy E, of course. Word. Okay, so you got the same yeah. taste. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool. So we got these other two guys or woman and guy who are just like all new school. They don't play anything from back in the day. They're too young, you know. They're like I mm. listen to '90s rap and hip hop too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what about you? Nothing before I was born, really. Unless it's like rock. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. All right. Likewise, likewise. All right, guys. You guys can find this on the Apple Podcast, Spotify. Shout out to all our listeners in India listening on the Ghana app. Make sure you do go ahead. Follow us at Baseline Times on Twitter, Instagram www.baselinetimes and me at baseline chevy and any shout outs grady do you want to give a shout out to somebody here today yeah on our show? i have a few shout outs so i first want to shout out uh, my best friend judith who has been my rock during you know this quarantine time and just you know the person that i can go to for anything and my last shout out would be to all the women in sports we're just killing it right now i'm so proud of every woman who is in this space like you belong here you should be here you've worked to get here and uh don't let anybody tell you otherwise mm. True. True. facts right we'll let you go next because you know game has to think oh about my god his. mine is like not as deep <laughs> as grady's but you know i want to give a sh- <laughs> i want to give i want to give a shout out to kevin the cat okay and let me explain why because hey. kevin the cat traveled from connecticut to Tucson, Arizona, and did not have a complete meltdown. He was so well-behaved to the point that people were complimenting him on how cute and well-behaved he was. You know, Kevin got hoes in different area codes now. And, hey. you know, I mean, the women were coming up to him and like, oh my God, he's so cute. And he's just there like all loopy and shit. And, you know, we're staying in a hotel till the movers get here with our stuff. And he's adjusted very well. I'm just so proud. He's so Kevin, you are such a brave boy. I'm so proud of you. He's like (laughs) eating. I just see his tail. But yeah, that's my shout out. (laughs) Cool. All right. So my shout out is to the Miami Dolphins defense. We have been cooking lately. Um, You know, we're a playoff contender. And uh, we could potentially win our division. So I want to shout out to, you know, the Dolphins and them boys. Let's get it done. Ua, Tiger Vailoa, we got you, baby. You here. Let's go. Yeah, shout out to Tua, man. <laughs> Are you guys excited? Like, is the vibe right in Miami? No one's upset well, except Fitzpatrick? No, yeah, I mean, it was sad when Fitzpatrick was benched. But, you know, we still don't know what Tua has yet because the defense has been killing cats lately. So we really want to see what he can do without the defense scoring all the damn points. But, um, you know, he'll get his chance to shine. And, you know, we have all the faith in him, so I'm ready to see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate to be cliche again, but, I, I mean, I, I just got a shout-out to my Buccaneers, man. I miss Mr. Tom Brady. Thank you again for having to lead us to come behind and beat the New York Giants, man. Like, it's not a great win, but yeah, I'll take not. it. But, um, yeah, we don't really perform well on prime time. But, yeah, shout-out to Tom Brady. I, lo- I love when my favorite players, my favorite teams just prove the doubters wrong. And, um, you know, we'll talk off the record, Gabe, a little bit more about uh, the situation with his former team for another day. That's my shout out. No, no, let me just mention it right now, actually. Uh, so, yeah, Cam at the end of the game, right? right? So, he was trying to get a touchdown to beat the Bills, and he fumbled the ball. Yeah, bye, bye. Cut this, cut oh, this. It was, it We're, was done. So We're done. Sad. We're done. Grady, thank you for being on the podcast. Cam's pouty face. He's always pouting, but he wears the most outrageous wardrobes to post-game and pre-interviews. So it was sad to see him. Let's not listen. Don't talk about outfits, because you have some questionable outfits yourself. I've seen pictures. <laughs> Damn, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs>